you celebrate your veterinary team. This week, we want to talk about the ways that you can raise recognition and get feedback on what's working in your clinic and boost morale this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And a tough topic that doesn't seem tough at first is how do we celebrate our team? And while on the outset you go, oh, well, we do these recognition days and maybe we even have a board of who's the best employee, there's a whole lot more you can and should be doing. But before we talk about what you can and should do, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, this was a conversation that you sparked off and you said, hey, you know, I think that in the last six and a half years, we talked around it and maybe even talked about it, but we need to bring it up to date. And so that is the topic of celebrating our staff. So Becky, kind of kick off with the viewfinders what you told me. Well, yeah, I think it's, you know, I mentioned it in a recent podcast that a lot of the topics we hit on early on in this podcast, I think are worth revisiting and reevaluating because times have just changed. And I think especially when we look at our reward systems, our shout outs, our team credits, I want to revisit this after COVID because I think during COVID, it was no time to be celebrating anyone. (laughs) You know what I mean? There wasn't time. There wasn't energy, right? Emotional energy to celebrate anything. Um, and shout out to the teams that did. But I feel like we're kind of settling back down. We're, we're in new norms. Everyone's talking about good cultures. Everybody's working on that unicorn team. So like, it seemed like a good time to say, all right, unicorn teams out there, all right, culture changers, what are we doing to celebrate our employees? What are we doing to get positive feedback about how they're doing? And how are we working to shake up that day-to-day status quo? Yeah, and and viewfinders, no matter what we suggest today, and these are good suggestions, it does not replace paying people a fair wage, providing adequate benefits, you know, doing all the stuff you got to do, right? I mean, and I think sometimes when when I talk about this, Becky, you know, as a, as a lecturer to, to veterinarians, sometimes they think, oh, if I just go and pat everybody on the back, I don't have to give them a raise. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. So again, I want to be clear, Becky, you know, I still think a large swath of our profession is being underpaid and don't have adequate benefits. So that's a different topic, a different subject, but we want to talk about some of those non-cash sort of rewards, right? Yeah, fully. I mean, 100%. You Like, if you're not paying a living wage, then rewards are not rewards. They're manipulations. So, right. you point. know, like, we're talking about the team where you, you have an opportunity to celebrate somebody outside of the everyday opportunity to celebrate them, which is just them being amazing and showing up and doing a great job. They went above and beyond. Somebody brought attention to them going above and beyond. You saw them going above and beyond. Um or there's something that they're really consistently outstanding at. Just something that you notice, you know, we see it, we hear it in our heads like, man, you know, so-and-so, well, you think about when you introduce a new team member. Hey, this is so-and-so. If you're ever struggling with this, they're the one to go to. Hey, this is so-and-so. They're in charge of X, Y, and Z. They're the best at A, B, and C. We have a tendency to store those little bits and we think right. about them. We know that they're there. How are we celebrating them? Right. And again, you know, I'll just also lead off with my 
my, I guess my life belief on leading others and working within a vet clinic and owning vet clinics. And that is, I always try to catch someone doing something good every day. And I think it's very easy, as I've pointed out multiple times in a wide variety of platforms, to find the bad, to catch the the mistake. But it sometimes takes a little bit of effort and intention to go around and say, that was really good. Thank you. And, and I think if you can just start off there, that's one a very simple element that we would like to incorporate in today's discussion about rewarding others. But Becky, you know, that's on the day-to-day. I think that if you're a leader, a manager, a supervisor, you should be trying to catch someone doing something good every day, giving them that pat on the back. But Becky, I think we can go beyond that. Yeah, we can go way beyond that. I mean, okay, all right. I guess what I want to say is, is that is that sort of, you know, we think back to Josh Weissman's conversation about amplifying the good. So you see that you see them catch it, you catch them doing good, you see them doing good, someone tells you that they did good. It's what we do with that. And I think there's a couple things to this is one, how do we get there? How do we get that catch them doing something good? Are we on the floor looking for it? Are we soliciting it from coworkers? Are we soliciting it from our um in our clients, our owners, our doctors? Are we looking for opportunities to share the good with each other? And then again, how are we kind of shining light on that with the teams around us. Yeah. And again, you know, if you find us back in the day, we did these self-addressed stamped envelopes. You guys, that's the postal mail. I know you guys don't do that anymore, but we would do this with every client. We would give it to them. Right. And we would, and we knew that we got a yield back of like 5%. So I wasted a lot of stamps, but that wasn't the point. We were trying to make sure a, that the client realized we take your opinion seriously. Like we'd like to hear your feedback. And, and in today's world, Becky, with technology, there's, I, I still am shocked at the how few veterinary clinics actually send back a follow-up email after an appointment saying, hey, you know, we'd like to hear from you, rate us or whatever, because that's a great time to, to, to sort of highlight those employees who might have done an extraordinary job, right? I mean, I, I think that is the simplest tool that every vet clinic should, should I think, be engaged with. I think it's baseline. With the amount of technology that we have today, giving people an opportunity to rate their experience, provide feedback on their experience is essential. And, you know, it's so it's it's so funny to me, like when you talk about self-addressed stamped envelopes, um, (laughs) I was we were talking about um, Guy McMahon and the um, publisher's clearinghouse the other day and and the amount of postage that probably went behind all of that back in the day. And and it isn't feasible nowadays, but we literally have technology. And there's a good chance you already have some form of technology capable of doing this that you're not utilizing that just shoots out an email, shoots out a text message and says, hey, follow up. I think this is the best place to start, honestly, um, because a lot of times you're going to catch patterns, you're going to get great just one-liners and it gives you information to go off of. It gives you an opportunity to talk about an employee who did a great job. Yeah. And again, in one of my businesses a few years back, this is exactly the strategy that we employed. So after we had a visit, we would then send an email and, and we had this little cute little thing like like we made it so simple. All they had to do is give us a pause up or a pause down. And then we you know we asked additional questions if they wanted to, but really we just wanted to get that pause up, pause down. And then we said, is there anyone you'd like to give a pause to? Right. So meaning a team member that went the extra mile or whatever. And Becky, I was really surprised at the number of clients that actually took that extra click and said, you know, Becky was fantastic yesterday or whatever. 
Yeah, I'm not, I honestly, I think if you give someone an opportunity, we know it can be no more than three button, button pushes. Right. Uh, if you give them the opportunity, they will provide the feedback. And in, a, in, we're kind of in a day and age, I think, where we're not totally fatigued with it, but it is a standard. And I think it is a great opportunity because clients are not, as likely to tell us the bad things, but also maybe not the good things either. And a lot of times they're going to tell the employee, hey, you did a great job. Thank you so much. That employee is not going to march to their boss and say, hey, Mrs. Smith just told me I was amazing. You know, so we want to give them that opportunity to have that that opportunity to shout out our teams. To me, this is affordable. It's fast. It's manageable. It's consumable. There's no reason to not start right there. Yep. And I'll tell you another simple, no tech involved and a tactic that we used in all of our clinics over the years was just asking the receptionist to ask the client at discharge, say, hey, you know, anybody today that uh, really helped out, you know, that I can give them a thank you to? Just even a simple comment like that can sometimes elicit a really good response. Like, oh yeah, you know, Becky was super helpful with my cat today. As you know, she's kind of nervous coming in, but Becky made her so calm, blah, blah, blah. So I caution against that. And the only reason that I caution against that is because it immediately gives me the emotional trigger of shopping and that that person is going to get some (laughs) kind of incentive because I said their name. And in, in, in this place where we're fighting clients' perception of the fact that we probably sell things for giant commission checks, that one I'm a little bit cautious against. And then also it puts extra work on our CSRs. If you are going to do that, what does that follow-up look like then? What does the CSR do with that information that they've just taken? I I think it's important that our clients see and know that their feedback goes somewhere as well. And so I think just sort of that engagement with the receptionist when they're highly distracted and ready to get out of there is not quite as valuable. Yeah, and I don't disagree. I think it depends on the culture of the clinic, right? I mean, there are certain 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 contexts that lend itself to that. If it's natural, organic, you know, I mean, obviously, if this is a client who's complaining, it's probably not the right time to say, hey, anybody make your day happy or whatever, you know. So I, I think that, again, it's contextual. It's inconsistent, but it is a technique. And, and I guess, Becky, the point I'm trying to make is what we sought to do was to get people's opinion in as many ways as possible, because I really wanted to hear from my clients about how were we doing and did anybody go above and beyond? Now, I would say to that point, we have an opportunity to personalize it to show that we really have our crap together and say, how was your experience with Dr. Smith and Jenny today? I think that can be a little bit more meaningful or and add on to that. Was there anybody else that you interacted with you want us to know did great or anything to that extent? So I think we have a point, an opportunity to personalize it there and and just like mention we know who you saw, what your day looked like. Um, We do it now on the eraser, on the whiteboards inside. We've emulated from human medicine. Um, This is who your doctor is, and this is who your tech or assistant is. I think that's a potential. But um, I think the opportunity to anonymously give that feedback is going to get you probably the most honest information back. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because when you're in that face-to-face, like Becky's saying, chances are they're not going to say anything negative. You know, they might, but uh, chances are they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, Dutch War is awesome or whatever, right? So They're going to say something negative. They're probably already saying it. You won't need to ask. (laughs) Right, exactly. You knew what they were going to say. But regardless, you know, again, it's getting that feedback. So I think that's uh, that's the first step. Like Becky, you know, like I said, hey, have your eyes and ears open all the time. Catch someone doing something good every day. Becky now is saying, okay, let's try to 
get that feedback from our clients. And you can do this through online techniques, you know, through emails, you know, through conversations, whatever. But it's really trying to get a gauge on who's doing what and should you reward them. So now, Becky, this is this is the important part. We get some information that Becky did an exceptional job today with Buster's Care. What do we do next? What are some ways to really celebrate Becky's efforts? Well, so that's the important part, right? What do we do once we get that information? Because right. I think there's a potential to to feel like it doesn't matter what you say because we don't ever hear it back or they don't do right. anything with it. I think there's a couple things. I think one sort of hoarding it in a file for reviews is kind of fun. So the opportunity to say like, here are all the great things that have been almost like that um, New Year's Day jar where we start to put fun things that happen and happy moments throughout the year. Then on New Year's Eve, we revisit them and, and revisit what a great year it's been. So I think that's a lot of fun. I've worked in companies before that when positive things were said, they would kind of take that quote, put it on a certificate, little piece of paper, hang it up outside of your workspace, um, make sure there was kind of a little shout out so you could visually see. And then there was usually some kind of um, either like a little Starbucks card or some kind of little incentive that went with, hey, somebody said something really great about you. The the kind of high level of that, um, I worked with an, an insurance company who used to print out letters they received about great customer service in like p- poster size, literal poster wow. size, and then lined the hallway to the break room with these letters of outstanding customer care. And so I think there's a couple ways to make that really visual. In the past, we've kind of paused here and said, how do you make it fair for everybody? How do you make sure everybody kind of gets one? These little, you're a shining star walls are kind of cheesy. So um, I kind of pause here and say, what are your thoughts? Because I think this is a place we've had a change in our... Um, our ways of doing things and sort of are we moving away from a let's make it fair space to let's celebrate who's getting celebrated? What does that look like to you? Yeah, and I think that's that is a really good question. And I don't think I have a clear answer because I think it's it also is cultural. I think different clinics celebrate and and actually accept that celebration in different fashions. So I think it's a really good question, Becky. I think for me, you know, I've never been a big one. We, we did have a wall and all that kind of stuff. We stopped doing the employee of the month, uh, you know, after a couple of years because it kind of got repetitive with three or four people. And let's be honest, that's if you're doing it the right way, that's probably what happens, you know, because you can't give your worst person the best employee of the month reward, you know, just because, well, we never celebrated them. So I I do think that sometimes those don't always land the way you think they're going to land. I am a big fan of rewarding the behaviors I desire. And so I I like immediate feedback. So if Mrs. Smith comments how great you did a job today, I'm going to take that to you directly. And I you know, again, praise in public. So this is going to be one of those areas where I go, hey, Becky, great job. Mrs. Smith was just raving about the way you handled Chloe today, right? I mean, that's that's just whatever it is. I'm going to do that to promote that type of behavior. The other thing too, that like Becky said, is we do keep these on file. So if it was a significant issue, right? Like, like let's say some big win, then at her performance evaluation every six months, we're going to pull that up and say, hey, listen, I did want to commend you once again for the way you handled Mrs. Smith uh, that time. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we had a, uh, an issue 
with her and you were really able to smooth things over. I mean, I think that's really important and impactful to remind people, you know, especially during a performance evaluation, because let's face it, that performance evaluation is not there designed just to say you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, but also areas of opportunity, right? So we're going to tell you something that we want to work on. So uh, Becky, I don't have a clear answer. I do agree with you. I think there's a bit of a, a cringy, cheesy factor sometimes to these walls and stuff. And I think some of those tactics might be dated, but I still think you've got to celebrate them in the way that makes sense for your clinic culture, whatever that might be. And I think the one, the area I think to highlight the most and to kind of pause and say, the way that we celebrate our employees should have a lot less to do with how we want to celebrate our employees than how our employees feel celebrated. And I go back to, we all have a love language. I am like, I need a lot of verbal feedback. Like for me, you can say like that project was really like, is really great. I can see it, it's, it was done really well. You, you know what I mean? But I need very much like you executed that project very well. And like words of affirmation, really, really, really needy for that. Like I've got to hear it. So for me, if you, if you put up words that somebody else says, like, that's great. Like you did an action, right? So to me, that is a, um, you know, acts of service, whereas really I need to hear it. And I don't necessarily need to hear it in a group, but I love to. And I think that it should be celebrated in a crowd. But again, for me to really hear that feedback and to feel really rewarded by it, like it's a verbal thing for other people. They need to see that action for other people. They need to, you know, they want that gift card or that, you know, whatever it is. So partially, I think our responsibility as really great managers, really great leaders is how do you feel rewarded and sort of have a multi-feedback system Um, because that's going to be the most meaningful thing, I think, for our teams, because if words of affirmation or that kind of recognition for our introverts, it might not feel great to be called out in a staff meeting, even if it is the nicest words you can possibly imagine. That might be worse because now all the attention is on them and they feel really uncomfortable and they can't even hear the positive. Yeah, and I I really want to reemphasize that because it is important to have a, as Becky stated, multifaceted approach. And so in my clinics, you know, and again, you know, our main clinic was pretty large. I think at one time we were up to like 36 uh, full-time employees, and that means a wide array of personalities. And so I will never forget, we had an outstanding, uh, one of our our shift kennel kennel manager, who's a shift manager for that that kennel, and uh, this guy was really introverted. Fantastic at his job and actually in the right place for him. I mean, a wonderful, wonderful man. But if you acknowledged him publicly, Becky, man, that he was so embarrassed and just, you know, he did not want the spotlight at all. But what he really, I think, craved and and really, really benefited from was whenever I or other supervisors would pull him aside and say, you know, Tom, that was that was really fantastic the way you handled whatever, right? Like one-on-one, privately, yeah. he thrived. Yeah. Now, a whole large swath of my team, they wanted you to say, woohoo, Becky, look at yeah. Becky, look at Becky, she's awesome, great job, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that's that was how they responded. That was their love language, as you stated. So, yeah, I think you really need to know your team. You need to know what they respond to most. And that's why I was kind of getting at that. You know, I think some of these things, the reason that we say cringy, it's not that they're cringy to certain people, but to you they are, right? So when I see some of these 
boards and walls and stuff like that. I'm like, I just don't need that. Right. Because that's not what I thrive on. But what I do thrive on is like you, like I would, I love it if I get a win and everybody's back there clapping for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help it. Like it's just because I will tell myself all day other words. Right. So those words are important, but I love that you brought that up. Right. Because that's the thing is for some people, that type of reward system is not rewarding. Um, and, and it might be, Hey, would you rather have $5 to gift a gift card to Starbucks? Would you rather have $5 on your account? Would you rather have five hours of comp time or well, maybe one hour of comp time? That's an unfair (laughs) distribution there, you know, but there, so, so for some people, um, the way that they're rewarded is, and okay, like I, we don't need to beat this topic into the ground. You get it. I just think we have a a tendency to put these blanket statements across the board and this is how we blanket do things and they are not rewarding for everyone on the team. Part of the reason I like to have these shout out boards, if I'm going to have a shout out board, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to spend less time emphasizing it in the clinic space where my teams are than I am where my clients are. I want my clients to see rock star members of the team and say, oh, you're Becky. I read about your little, uh, you know, success last week. Great job. So I'm going to give those as opportunities for my clients to engage with my teams and see how great they are. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, when Facebook first became public or when you didn't have to be a college student to use it, and you guys probably recall, I gave a, a lecture that year, and that's, I guess, 2004, um, and uh, at, at VMX, or now it was in AVC back then. And I talked about this is exactly how we used it from day one, was to introduce and highlight our staff to our clientele. Because again, this is early days of social media. There was no Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, which I think you should leverage those today. But I love what Becky said. This is a great opportunity, not 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 to necessarily say, oh my gosh, Becky's awesome, but just to give Becky recognition and to help people identify her. And one of the things that we did, the first thing we did was we started creating the content and we would just put a picture of Becky up, right? And say, Becky's awesome. She graduated from whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we'd give that little thing. But what we realized was it was more impactful if we said, hey, Becky, guess, would you like to do a post for us, right? And we found that some of our members really thrived on this. And and as video became a thing, they would take a quick video of themselves in the exam room or treatment area or whatever. But again, letting them sort of control that narrative. And what what it did was it shared their personality with our clients. Now, not everybody did it. Like I mentioned, Tom in the back, He's that was never his jam. Although we did take pictures of Tom, you know, walking dogs and stuff. Um, but the reality is if you can also give them sometimes the megaphone, right? So pass it off to them and say, hey, is there something you'd like to say that can also be a way of celebrating them? Is that making sense to you, Becky? Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I'm glad you brought the social media aspect up because this is a great way. And I'll be honest with you, I am 41 years old. My mom, you guys know, biggest fan out there. Um, she still like wants to share those posts and she still likes right, to celebrate right. me with the family and her friends. And those posts kind of are a great way of showing what we're up to because for those of us that aren't going to like talk about the things that we do or brag on ourselves and things like that. It gives our family an opportunity and and our clients and our colleagues. So I really like that one. And I think we should be featuring our teams on social media, making them human people. Um, And I also think that 
while it's a little bit off topic, you you need these bios on your website too. I oh, am yeah, always yeah. looking on my website to see who the yep. team is, how you identify them. Um, and so I think that is a great opportunity. And if you have their um, picture on a website, what a great update. Here are some things our clients say about Dr. Ernie and have those little um, blurbs because it is hard to talk about ourselves. It is hard to celebrate ourselves. People will give us the opportunity if if we give them the opportunity. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Becky, it's, it's, <laughs> this is a sad reflection on the profession, but I'm sure you can relate to what I'm about to tell you. Uh, early last year or so, I'd given a, a, one of our vertical vet presentations. I was talking to some vets afterward, and I'd really talked about this exact topic about making sure your website had current photos and bios of everybody on your team. And several of the vets in attendance pushed back and they said, you know, no, I might put my doctors on there, but maybe the manager, but nobody else because we have such turnover. Now, A, <laughs> that's a sad reflection on you, not, not on the concept. Okay, that's your problem, not mine. But but B, Becky, you know, guess what? Even if you have quote unquote high turnover with your staff, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do the little bit of work that it requires to put a picture and a bio up there, right? Because I think that keeping that stuff relevant, timely, and accurate is just a part of business ownership and management. So I don't really give you an, an, a pass on it for all. But I think it's really important, like you said, to show the world who's there taking care of their pet. And I, I oh, okay, so every month or every couple of months, if you lose somebody or gain somebody, you have to go to your website and put the picture on in a bio. Hey, I think that's well worth the effort. What do you think, Becky? Yeah, I mean, 100% keep your website up to date. And I do think, again, it is an opportunity to set a tone for that individual. You have your website, your Facebook page, use those opportunities to talk great about those employees and to get your clients excited about the team. And the, I think this is an opportunity to help each other kind of elevate each other. Um, you know, hey, if you were going to introduce me, when I, you like everyone else introduces me better than I introduced myself. Most people remember more about my bio than I remember about myself. And so I think this is another kind of slick way that you could say, hey, we're going to do a regular website update. Introduce your colleagues to me. Um, and then again, it gives you that opportunity to hear what team members are saying about so-and-so. I would think um, when I reflect to the story that you told about your kennel manager, what amazing things people would say about him and that him being the kennel rock star and we're grateful to have him and things like that, that would create the tone of how we're introducing our teams to the world and another way for people to hear great things about what people think and say about them. Yeah. And again, if we're talking about celebrating your staff, there's nothing easier to do than to put their bio and photo on your website. You know, so again, when vets push back on these types of ideas, I say, you're probably not celebrating your team. You're probably not engaged, you know, not committed to them and dedicated and, and really trying to help them succeed in your clinic. So simple, simple things. Another tactic that we used um, back in our newsletter days, Becky, we had the clinic corner, which was basically we would highlight a person each. So back in the day, guys, we would mail out <laughs> paper newsletters, you know, and I used to believe that you need to be in front of your clients at least four times a year. So we did quarterly newsletters and the clinic corner was just like a little story about something that one of 
our team members did. Now, yes. typically we talked about some something they did outside of the clinic, like, you know, like Becky went and volunteered in New York at a shelter or whatever. Like those stories we found really resonated with our clientele because again, it t- put a face on them, a personality associated with this person who took care of their cat or dog. So I think it's, it's again, these are so easy to do, Becky, and it just do it, just do it. I love that idea. And I love that for staff meetings. Again, I think people are always like, what do we put on social media? What do we put in our newsletters? What are we talking about in our staff meetings? I really want to asterisk that one. And here's why. One of the things that drove me, literally drove me out of private practice was every time I went to do a speaking engagement or to a conference, I come back and sort of treated like I had been on vacation. And um, I understand that me being out of the clinic created more work for my teammates when they stayed behind. Um, Not stayed behind, but when they were there and I wasn't. Like, I understood that. And it's unfortunate from a management perspective that staffing policies were were such that it felt like my team had to pick up slack if I was going off and doing something that was professionally enriching for me. When we create a culture and a tone of celebrating those things that those people were doing while they weren't in the clinic, talking about them as a group and how fulfilling and enriching and positive it was, even if it was a vacation, okay? Hey, we're going to spend 15 minutes this meeting looking at Dr. Ernie's vacation pictures because he was in Hawaii and we all want to go to Hawaii (laughs) and I have never been there and I want to see these amazing pictures and celebrate what he did. Tell us about what you guys did. Tell us about the positive aspect for your family. Just talk a little bit about your vacation. Let's embrace it instead of, hey, what's a vacation. I kind of personally love the idea of taking that opportunity to celebrate teams. Yeah. And and Becky, back back during our heyday, I mean, several of our team members were asked to speak at different, you know, conferences around the country. And we realized just like you encountered at the very outset that, wow, this could be, this could go one of two ways, right? People could embrace it and celebrate it and say, oh my gosh, we're so awesome. And maybe even see that as a possible opportunity for them in the future, right? If they develop and progress as these people have done. And again, these are really well credentialed. You know, these are, these are, these are great people. In fact, they're, most of them are still out there working in industry to this day, or, you know, they could view it as, oh my gosh, more work for me. And so we really spun this as saying, you know, look guys, they are representing what we do here. They are celebrating us on a larger stage, which actually brings more attention to you. And, and Becky, we found that to really, we had the opposite experience experience where, you know, literally people would come when they came back from those events. I mean, like, you know, it was not uncommon for people to celebrate and have, you know, cakes and you know lunches and things like that. So I think, again, you control the response there. If you catch someone doing something good every day and your culture is one of celebrating each other, like Becky is saying, then I think you can view this positively. But if it's all about competition and nobody, every, you know, everybody's trying to win the favor, then I think it could, could turn out poorly. Yeah, I love that you brought that up too. Um, cause the idea, right? We're, we're looking at how to celebrate teams and how to solicit responses and how to catch them doing something good. I love the idea of magnifying something that they did. You know, did you have a team member write an article for the NAFTA journal, for example? Plaster that baby everywhere, Absolutely. you know, send it on your social media, put it in your newsletter. Look at what our team member did. They're published. Like, you're so right. When we got team members in school, let's like, celebrate. They finished another semester. Let's celebrate their education. Let's inspire other people to do good and find ways to do good and to celebrate each other. But I think you're right. It's very, it should be used as an opportunity to inspire opportunities for other team members. How can I do something cool like that? 
Yeah, and you know, Becky, really, as we wrap up today's conversation, it's it's not really celebrating, it's also inspiring, right? I mean, it's like all of this is just sort of distilled out into this, uh, how to create a, a workplace that you enjoy, right? I mean, work is tough and stressful, but what can you do to bring a little bit of joy to those daily efforts? I mean, I think that's what celebration, inspiration, and motivation really is, is tied into and the purpose. And honestly, at the end of the day, like you said, Becky, are we making people better? If we're making people better, then you know what? Your job as a leader is done. Yeah. And I think, you know, we love what we do for a living. I think the challenges we find are who we do it with, where we do it, how we feel when we do it, those types of things. And I, those are the things we can control by um, amplifying the positive in our teams. And I just love the opportunity to have this conversation and the opportunity to hear more about what other people are doing, because I think it's getting more and more creative. We've got all kinds of brilliant folks out there finding ways to celebrate their teams. Yeah. So guys, if you'd like to share with us the ways you're celebrating your team and the things you found inspirational, motivational, how can they share them with us? Well, they can reach out to us on social media at Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. They can send us a email over to veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. And if they want to say great things about us, they can reach out to Vet Tech Cafe Pods. They can reach out to Vet Tech Cafe Podcast and make sure they send lots of compliments about us. I love it. I love it, guys. Thank you so much for having this conversation. We hope that we've given you some ideas to celebrate your team, and we can't wait to celebrate with you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Gosh, you never cease to amaze me. That was great. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I like that one. I'm glad because we had a little positive positivity there. <laughs>